Are you weighed down by the burdens of life? Do you find yourself encouraged by the word of God on Sunday, but lose momentum shortly thereafter? Well, welcome to Sunday Soul Service, an hour designed to strengthen, encourage, and motivate you to keep pushing along the journey we call life. This is Dr. Renee Sunday, the platform builder, encouraging you to believe, trust, and walk it out. And welcome to another episode of Sunday Soul Service. This is Alicia Brown, the Joy Guru, your host for this evening. For all things joy, and to learn how I can help you discover the power of your voice and take center stage in your life, follow me at thejoyguru.net. Now, if you look at your life, would you say that you're connected or are you committed? The two words are not the same. Let's use the example of social media, places like Facebook. How many Facebook connections do you have, and do you really know all of them? Sure, people may follow you in your posts like they do celebrities, but they are simply connected to you, not committed. The tragedy of today is so many people place their sense of worth and value based on the likes. Many adults, just like the youth they make fun of for their social media use, get upset when people may not like or comment on their remarks or their postings the way they do with others. So joining me tonight for this very important discussion on the difference between being committed or connected is Apostle David Paraway and Elder Dolores Paraway, pastor and co-pastor of Park Place Baptist Church in Hampton, Virginia. Apostle David Petaway is a graduate of New Mount Olive Baptist School of Evangelist Training and attended Richmond, Virginia Seminary Extension Program. He founded and pastored House of the Living God Holy Church, ministered six years on the Healing Word broadcast, as well as ministered in the Newport News City Jail System. Apostle David Petaway's mission is to empower God's people, equip them with the Word, and to evangelize communities. He stands on the scripture, 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Elder Dolores Petaway is a graduate of Commonwealth College and attended the Evan Smith School of Theology Ascension Program, as well as serves on the Healing Word broadcast alongside her husband. She is also a certified facilitator for strengthening families, and a national facilitator for adults and children against violence. In 1992, she founded Crusading Outreach Ministry, Inc., which celebrates 25 years of meeting the needs of those displaced, disadvantaged adults, seniors, and at-risk youth, primarily in Peninsula, Virginia. Elder Dolores Petaway, alongside serving with her husband, Apostle David Petaway, at Park Place Baptist Church in Hampton, is also a three-time author. Most importantly, she believes and encourages others to understand that we are our brother's keeper. And I welcome both of them to the show this evening. How are you doing? We're doing well. We're doing great. How about All you right. I, I cannot complain. But I'm excited to get into this topic. Are you connected? Or are you committed? Please share with us what we need to know as far as this is concerned. Well, 
being connected and committed. As I heard you mention earlier, that they are similar but not the same thing. And we have to recognize that just being connected is not enough uh, when you love the Lord and when you are part of his children here on earth. We need to be committed rather than just be connected. Uh, we can be connected to a lot of things. And especially uh, in our last subject, we talked about uh, demonic forces and how to defeat the enemy. But if you're just connected um, and know the name of the Lord by not being committed and a part of his family, the devil will beat you up. And so we're huh. looking tonight to um, tighten our relationship up with God so that we're just not um, just connected to him and just, just leaning on him for certain things, but be committed to him with, for everything that we have in our lives. Uh-huh. Well, I, and, and first of all, I just want to say um, being connected uh, means we just we're joined or linked together um, by some common thread. Um, sometimes we are connected with our boyfriend or girlfriend um, because we, you know, we like the same things or we have the, we have the same taste and uh, we have a lot of things in common. But we're just um, connected. We're not committed to each other because you know we're not married and and we haven't set ground rules where we really don't uh, look at someone else or join with someone else. We're just connected in that way with a. Uh, agreement in our minds, but being committed means you're obligated and dedicated to that one person or one thing that's going to enhance your life so that your life belongs to him and his life belongs to you. And when I say him, I'm talking about God, because God, being committed to God is the center of us being connected to one another. Good evening, I want to say good afternoon, I want to say to Dr. Renee Sunday, thank you so much, and co-host Alicia Brown, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to share the Word of God. Apostle and I, we are always praying and asking God to make sure we give the right subject for such a time as this. And as Apostle was talking, he um, have a word from God to help us to understand what connected and committed mean. And um, I love the fact that connected do mean joined together or linked to a power. And a lot of times when you are linked to a power, that don't necessarily mean you have that power. You're connected to it. Mm-hmm. But if it's not turned on, you still don't have power. you just you just there. And a lot of times you can have things hooked to your um, outlet. But if you don't flick the switch or whatever to change, then you just connect it and there is no power. And the word Uh-oh. committed means feeling dedicated, loyalty to a cause, um, wholeheartedly dedicated to something. And as I was praying today, asking God exactly what he wanted me to say, he gave me Peter. As an example, and we all know that Peter loved him some Jesus. He gave up his job. He walked with Jesus. He knew him personally. He saw him. 
heal the sick. She saw him do um, deliverance um, whenever demonic things was happening. He saw all of that. But as um, I'll get back into to Apostle, and we'll come back to this later, we also recognize that he was linked to Jesus. He saw these things. He was a part of these things. But there was still something to let us know as we continue to hear tonight that he was linked to him at this particular time. And the power that Jesus had, he was not connected to that particular power. And it didn't stop him from loving Jesus. And a lot of times we are just like that. We walk around and say, me and God, we got it like this. Uh, We talk all day long. Um, Sometimes just like when we were um, serving on the street ministry and sometimes even in the church when you see people do certain things, they say, oh, we mean Jesus, we we, we got it like this. Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, We we know what we are doing. And so as we uh, will continue in a few minutes and talk about Peter, we recognize that he probably thought he had it like that too. And I want to just ask a question. I'm sure – you're going to answer this, but the information that you've already shared, you know, if we take this back to the natural when you talk about human relationships, people do feel because I'm connected. You know, sometimes you have in a relationship, you have one party that says they're committed, and they feel that both of them are committed to one another. But another party realizes, no, we're connected, but I'm not committed to you. So how can we identify that confusion if we are guilty as Christians of feeling that we are committed to Christ, we are committed to the kingdom, we're committed to the gospel, but if God would really analyze the relationship or lack of one we have with him, we're disconnected. Wow. You know, that's that's interesting. And the, the thing I think about foremost is, Whenever I think about a situation, I have to put God, I have to put Jesus in front of me so that I can connect myself uh, to the to every situation around me. Now, you're talking about personal relationships, but then if you think about it, Jesus Christ gave his life. Jesus, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever yeah. believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, when I look at the Father giving the only thing, the only person, his only son, so that we might have life, then when I look at a physical uh, relationship, I'm looking at if I'm committed to that person and not just connected, I'm willing to give my life for that person. My wife uh, that I've been with for 32 years, praise the Lord, God, Jesus, and heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm committed. I am committed to her, and I love her and care for her so much that uh, giving up my life for her, you know, wouldn't be a problem to me. And so if a person has that kind of relationship with another person here on earth, then, you know, that's a commitment that you'll, you'll 
you know, I love you, I'm connected with you, but yet and still they live together for 15 years. Or they live together and join together for 20 years, and then one of them died, and they never got married. So they were connected, but they weren't committed. They weren't okay. Okay, And with that, just um, thinking when he was talking um, a few years ago, um, I needed to have an uh, operation, and I was in a serious situation. It was hard for me to walk, and Pastor had to have uh, a surgery, and it was a serious surgery. And um, I had to look, and, and it wasn't about being, uh, oh, I got it like this for God, I can do this. It was not like this. I had to analyze the situation and see what was important. And my commitment came from love. I was not, it was not from connection because if it had been from connection, I would never have went through what I went through. It was a very painful time. But I was able to look at him and love him enough, and in that I'm looking at him and know that if it had been reversed, he would have done the same. I mean, it was not a question about it. And um, he was over in Norfolk General Hospital, and I would have to walk over there and walk, like, to me, miles in pain. And I did this for a while and would come home and get myself dressed and go to church because he had a lot of engagements during that time, and I would have to go and preach. I had to um, do Sunday school, Bible study. I did all of those things as, as if he was there. And my goal was my love for him. And love will make you do things or have you to do things that you are committed to because it's, again, like the um, the uh, definition, wholeheartedly, everything about you, you want to give to that person. And that's what I felt for him, knowing that in return he would do the same thing for me. So if we love like that on this earth, what in the world, if God love us that much, we already know if we love him back the same. Commitment also means sacrifice. You know, sacrificing. I often tell the church uh, the incident that happened to my wife you know, one particular evening when um, two dope, two, <laughs> two dope pensioners attacked her. Oh, <laughs> and I actually had to fist fight both dogs just to get them away from her. Now, I was uh. more than connected because if I was just connected, you know, I think I would have been on that street somewhere. But, you know, because of my commitment and love for her, I stood face to face with yes. two, I mean, I'm talking about two yes. big Dolman pinchers and uh-huh. fought them as if I was fighting two men. And with everything I had because my my love and commitment for her was it outweighed the fear that I had. And, and gave me strength to go on. Amen. And that's another thing about commitment. It'll give you strength to go on. If you're committed in the Lord, he gives you that strength, and you have the strength to go on no matter what situation that you're in. All right, now. Okay. And um, as we did we answer your question? Yes. Yes. Um, as we continue on, I just wanted to use, again, um, Peter as an example of being connected to help us to understand 
um, that we love Jesus, and when we think that we are committed, I just want to give us an example of his life. Um, again, in Matthew, the 16th chapter, uh-huh. the 13th through the 20th verse tells a story. It says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they say, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and other Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bajana, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Now to me, Peter at this period of his life was connected to Jesus, as we talked about. And I don't even think he understood that he was not sold out to Jesus at that time. A lot of times we sit in the church and we listen, we hear the word of God, That, uh, but if you don't have a relationship with him and have really sold out to him, you're only connected to him by just coming in the church or at home, maybe looking at the word of God, but not allowing it to take up a place in your life to change you, to transform you. You heard the word, but you don't allow Uh the word to be what God would have it to be because you're just reading the word. And a lot of times you can pick up a book and you just read, and a lot of us pick up the Bible and we just read it. So we don't get that commitment from God. We are connected to him through the word, but not by the word. Amen. All right. Amen. You know, and a lot of times, you know, connection and commitment, um, as we mentioned earlier, they're similar words, but they're not the same. But the connection is, being connected is not really a bad thing. But sometimes just being connected, you don't get the benefits that you would get. And I'm not just talking about um, spiritually or faithfully or in the church. I mean, just being connected to someone. Now, think about, we we know a few millionaires, you know, um, in our arena, you know, but being connected to them don't make us millionaires. You know, Come we on. get some of the benefits and we know them, know their name. They may know us, but, but we're just connected, you know, and they don't have any obligation to share with us what they have. You know, and the same way um, also – in relationships, in physical relationships, just because you're connected, even the law um, looks at you as not being committed. And and when I say the law looks at you um, differently, you can be living together, and and your and you can have the the Vepco or the gas or whatever in your name, but you know because you're not married together, the other person is not obligated to pay any of the bills. <laughs> but, the, the, <laughs> but the thing I've learned <laughs> is that if you're committed to a person, the law looks at that as more seriously. Because if you happen to move into another house <laughs> <laughs> and you're giving that person your name, the bills that they had from the 
dominion power. <laughs> 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 your bill. And unless you pay that bill that they have, you can wow. It's your power connected. Connected. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So, and, and that's just that's just one thing I, I've learned, but but you know, it's not a bad thing because it showed me how far even the law takes commitment, how how the law takes commitment serious. Yeah, and, um. and just want to share, um, like I said, I've done the crusade and outreach ministry, still doing it for 25 years, and I've seen people come and see people go, and I have seen people so excited doing the street ministry, doing certain things that they love to do, and then after a while they would leave, maybe years later, maybe months, maybe days. But However, when they would leave, I would ask God, you know, I'm still here, I'm still fighting, what's the difference? And he said, I was, as I thought about it this, this week, I'm committed to crusade and outreach ministry. That's what God gave me. That's my vision. So I had to look at people differently. They were connected to the ministry. They were connected to the vision, but it wasn't the same. And so they didn't have the whole heart dedication to keep them going as I'm going now because it's different. And the connection, again, was not uh, a bad thing because because of their connection, I was able to endure and I was able to make the 25 years. I would not have been able to make it without them. And a lot of times when we go and do things, we network. And when you network, that is connection. But you don't uh-huh. get the benefits from those organizations they might get a hundred thousand dollar grant, and you just being connected, you might only get two thousand. That's just because you were connected. But if you were committed and you working in that particular particular organization, you would get the full benefit. So it is a difference. And when we are talking about Peter, the, the other part of the scripture says, um, "This is Jesus saying, and I say also unto thee." that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. And this was interesting to me. He said, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he charged his disciples that they shall tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. And I love this because at the time, even though Peter was connected to Jesus and was not fully committed, Jesus understood that if he continued to sit there under him and continue to listen to him and um, continue to understand who he was, that one day he would be committed. Otherwise, Jesus would not have told him He would give him the keys of the kingdom. Jesus understood that. And a lot of times, even if we're in the church and we might be going through some things and we might not understand what's going on, I advise you keep coming. Keep reading the word. It might not mean anything to you at that time, but you stay connected to the word of God. And if you continue that sooner or later, the benefits of those words will come forward. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, 
I'm, I'm sitting here looking, listening to Elder, and also is being being reminded that in Deuteronomy six four it says, "Hear, O Israel, our Lord is one Lord," and it says, "And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might." Um, and he says, "And these words I command thee this day." shall be in thy heart. And what Jesus was telling us that with every fiber of our being, every facet of our lives must be committed to loving and serving God. Um, This means that we must hold nothing back from him because God holds nothing back from us. And it has me, my mind going back into when Jesus walked the earth with his disciples. There were a lot of people that were connected to him because of what they could get. You know, they followed him for healing, um, to to be delivered from diseases and blindness and all of these all of these things. They would follow him and just follow him. But you know, as soon as they got what they needed from him, you know, they didn't have to follow him because they got what they needed. There were uh a few people that followed him constantly around but there were the multitudes were not all the way always around him. And even his disciples, when things got hard and things got rough, you know, they booked. And a lot of things, a lot of people that are even sometimes connected with the church, it's okay when things are going well. But then when there's a, a deficit in the church or um struggles come up or hardship come up, you know, they're they're gone. They they won't stay, and that not only that not only goes for the congregation. There are pastors that won't stay, you know, because they are hireling, and so they won't stay when things get rough, you know. But when the ones that God has chosen to be in that house will stay no matter what. And then and I, I again, like um, pastors talking, and we are on the same page. And I love this again about Peter. Um, as for instance, as Pastor was talking about, you have people who, because they sing in the choir, because they preach, because they are pastors, because they are ushers, or whatever the position is that they hold, they are sitting in. Some of them just sitting in the church receiving the word of God. And they think, just because I go to this particular church or this pastor is this person, they really, really think that they have it made because of the name of the church or the fact that they do these different things, and they are not definitely connected. They are are connected to the church, but they are not committed. And it is a different, and it shows in their lives when they are easily be able to do certain things not, that's not of God. Because one of the things God continues to say, if you love me, you'll keep my commandment. If you love uh-huh. me, you'll keep my commandment. And as Pastor was saying, a lot of times the first sign of crisis that come along, we're ready to get out of the way. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. Amen. Well, I do want to interject. I know we have a full phone line, but if anybody has a question or you want to make any comments, you can go ahead and press 1, and the engineer would be able to pass you over. 
So now I turn the floor back to Apostle, I believe. Amen. Amen. You know, I love the Lord, and, and we all say that we love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, mm-hmm. with all our mind. But then <laughs> when things come up in our, in our life, our minds just go out the window, our heart stops beating, and, you know, we, we begin to ask, Lord, where are you? Where are you? You know, Christ is going to come in our life. And uh, a true test is one who bears uh, those things and continues to look look up and forward no matter what. Um, what, we, what some of us fail to realize is that, you know, this world is really not our home. So we're going to have trials, tribulations, situations, and circumstances that come in our lives but we have to recognize we are we are not intended to stay here forever, you know. And because we're not uh, intending to stay here forever, you know, we have to keep our mind on the prize and mind on the focus of God. When there will be a time where we'll be eternally uh, blissful in Him, and so these things that occur on the earth, you know, they're only temporal. But we have to focus on them, and if we're committed to God. And we're committed to the words he says, and we believe them and trust them, then we can go through life not always being so happy, happy, but we can go through life knowing that it's more to this life than what we are going through. Amen, amen. Um, and as um, just going behind Apostle or going along with him, um, I love, and I'm going to continue this part about Peter. Um, Peter loved Jesus to the point that he had his own business. And when Jesus asked him to follow him, he dropped everything and he followed Jesus. And as I said, he knew Jesus. And this is the the part where a lot of people get lost at because he knew Jesus. And he knew, it was like he knew his name. He was there. Like I said, he saw a lot of things. But when something actually, a crisis actually occurred, can you stand? And it made me think of one day Pastor and I was out. We had to leave our car at Firestone, and we walked over to Hardy's. And while we were there, it poured down rain, and we really had to have some. I mean, it was raining hard. So this lady came up, and I was led to ask her to give us a ride across the, uh, not too far from there to Firestone, pick up our car. But while we were in her car, we were talking, and she was angry. She knew God. She went to church. She had been going to church before. But at uh-huh. this particular time, she was mad with God. And we were asking her why. And she said, because my mama died. He let my mama die, and I will not uh-huh. forgive him, and I will not forget it. And we were trying to minister to her, even though at that time Pastor Mom was still alive, but my mom had passed, and I was trying to share with her. But because of how she saw it, how she felt God owed her this, and she could not um, understand or fathom the fact that God would uh, allow her mom to die. So when we face certain situations, there are so many people because of their connection to him, when something happens, they cannot stand to go through the crisis or whatever. Because when you're going through a crisis, you need more than just being connected. You need to be, the power of God needs to be turned on. 
that's when the commitment comes in. That power of God can come in and help you to stand. No, it's not a good time when your family member died, but anybody that been through something, they know that God can take you through it and God will take you through it. It don't mean it don't uh, happen. It will happen. So when um, Peter was talking to Jesus, uh, Jesus understood he had to go through something, and he um, Jesus was trying to prepare Peter. And uh, Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. And Jesus said unto him, Verily, I say unto you that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And my question um, to people tonight that are listening, are you a Peter before or are you a Peter after? Because we, as long as we stay connected, we will see the difference between his connection and when he became committed. But um, that is very valuable to know tonight. Oh. All right. Amen. You know, I was listening to her about, about uh, talking about being committed uh, before or after, you know, and as we walk this earth, those of us who have given our lives to God, uh, the Holy Spirit has taken up residence within us, and we are the temple of God. We are... The, the, and the Spirit of God dwells within us. So not only do we have uh, a connection um, by our faith, but the commitment that we have with God, he has given us his Holy Spirit. Because of that commitment, because he doesn't, he doesn't give his Holy Spirit to everyone, only those who have committed themselves to him. You know, if the Holy Spirit, uh, if he gave the Holy Spirit to everyone, then, you know, everyone would, would have this, you know, this high head and think they, they've got it all, but it comes with commitment to God. Give your life to Jesus Christ. When you do that, the Holy Spirit comes to take the residence because God knows that you are committed to him, so he gives you that. But people who are just connected, and maybe just know the name of Jesus, and maybe know that they've been baptized, you know, that that's not a commitment. You know, um, nothing wrong with being baptized, uh, because baptized is, is what you see on the out, outside of a person that has given their life to Christ. That is true commitment. But for someone who just want to be connected and get baptized so they can just be connected to the church, that's a whole different story. And sometimes if you ask people um, whether they're saved or not, you know, they'll give you that answer. Well, I've been baptized. That's connection. Well, I'm on the usher board. That's just connection. You know, I sing in the choir. That's just connection. That means you're just connected to the church. But if you've given your heart, mind, and soul to Christ and just want to do things for him, uh, maybe in the church or even outside of the church, that's commitment. Anybody can put their name on a church roll and and be connected, you know. And I hate to say it, but today, you know, people want to connect themselves to the church just so they can have somewhere.
prepared to have their funeral or their or their children's funeral. And their children never came to church, and their mom and daddy never came to church, but now they want to connect so they can hold the keys to the church sanctuary to have their funeral. Do you see the difference between connection and commitment? (laughs) Yes, sir. Okay. All righty. And um, as we continue to talk about Simon Peter for on my behalf tonight, um, when Jesus was getting ready to uh, be crucified, Simon Peter, in the scripture, it says, and Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest, and he went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without. Then went out that other disciple, which was known unto the high priest, and spake unto her that kept the door and brought in Peter. Then said the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Art now thou also one of this man's disciples? He said, I am not. And the servants and officers stood there who had made a fire of coals, but it was cold, and they warmed themselves. And Peter stood with them and warmed himself. The high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I spake openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple where the Jews always result, and in secret have I said nothing. And so he'd go on and talk, and Jesus answered him, If I've spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why smitest thou me? And when Peter was in this place, and the 25th verse says, And Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. They said, therefore, unto him, Art not not thou also one of the disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman, whose ear Peter had cut off, he said, Did not I see thee in the garden with him? Peter denied him again, and immediately the cock grew. That made it the three times, and he had to remind himself and remember that he told Jesus that he was going to be there no matter what happened. But when things got really, really rough, he took himself from around Jesus. He went and sat with other people. He was warming himself as if he wasn't a part of it. One of the other disciples had to come, but yet Jesus had told him, he said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. I'm going to give you the keys so that whatever you bound on earth, whatever you do, you'll be able to do it because I'm giving you the keys. And here the same man that was only connected at this particular time could not follow Jesus all the way. And so I'm just saying to you tonight, even if you look at yourself and you think, oh, I thought that I was committed wholeheartedly, but now I recognize that I am not who I thought I was, and it will help you just like it did Peter, that Jesus is saying to you tonight, look at my word, study my word, and let this word come into your heart so that I can change you so that you can be who I called you to be so that you will be able to see me one day. 
Wow. Yes, Lord. That is incredible. Um, you know, thinking about commitment and connection, you know, commitment itself, it costs. It, commitment costs. It's going to cost you something. You know, I think about when Jesus called his disciples, you know, they were connected to him because of something that they could acquire. You know, he told them that he would make them fishers of men. You know, that was giving them something. You know, um, even the tax collector, Matthew, when when he followed Christ, he was looking for something. And you know, Judas, he was the treasurer. He was looking for something. But then as they went along, Jesus told them that, you know, foxes have holes and the birds of, the birds of the air have tree have nests. But, you know, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So it yeah. was nothing that he could really give them physically, but it was a, uh, a, a connection and a commitment for them to follow. Because you, you'll recognize that even when Jesus went to the cross and um, was laid in the tomb, you know, they went into, the disciples went into hiding. And they were persecuted and even killed after um, Jesus had ascended. So it cost them their life because because the connection that they had with him turned into commitment mm-hmm. even after he oh. had died, mm-hmm. um, after he had went away. And Jesus makes it plain that the cost that that it, the cost of discipleship is expensive. And, and he said in his word, he said, anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, I said daily, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whosoever loses his life for my sake will save it. And that's in Luke 9. Um, in essence, uh, the true cost of commitment to Christ is, the, is one's total self-denial and cross-bearing. And we have to continue following him um, regardless of the fact that we can't even see in front of us sometimes. So that commitment costs us. Being connected don't really cost us that much. Connection is good. But connection don't cost us that much because when stuff happens, as, you know, the stuff hit the fan, you know, we get the going. Uh. And, and, and we are talking uh, about that Peter, the same Peter, um, in his uh, Acts, the second chapter, and the 14th verse, this same Peter, after Jesus um, had been crucified, the strength that he needed came forward. And the verse says, but Peter, standing up, and this was after the uh, Pentecost, and he was able to have the power to stand up uh, with the other 11 disciples and lift up his voice and begin to start preaching, this same, same Peter. And as pastor was talking, it cost him once he uh, was committed, but he had the strength to be able to do whatever he needed to go through. And that's the difference because, again, when you are facing something, your commitment with Christ, 
will make the difference because he'll tell you, and I love it because he said, Lo, I'm with you always to the end. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That's his word. That's his commitment. When you're committed, God's word is bold for you in your life. It stands out. It's a highlight to you in your life. Other people will look at you and wonder, how can you do this? How can you face this? And it might be such a thing that they know they couldn't face it. But you know within inside of yourself that it's the God that's in you. And that's the commandment that God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus himself was so, so, so committed to us that he was allowed himself to be hung on a cross. God loved us so much, as Pastor said, that he gave his only begotten son out of commitment to us. And Jesus in commitment to us, because we are supposed to be um, committed to him, he was able to take on all of our unimaginable sins. He was able to um, take on all kinds of diseases and sins on him on that cross. He did everything possible for us on that cross um, that we would have life that his blood that was going to be shed would be life for us. It was going to be death for him then, but life for us. This was the reaping benefits of us being um, committed to him. And um, he promised us the Holy Ghost to empower us. That's commitment we can receive, as Pastor said. Once we accept him, we can receive that if we are committed to him. We can receive the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost can be powerful in our lives. And he's sitting right now on the right-hand side of the Father all day long, all night long, interceding for us because we are committed to him. He said, if you love me, keep my commandment. Wow. God, our Father is committed to us through all that is done. For his word simply said, for God so loved the world. I love the world that I gave my only begotten son, that whosoever believeth him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And with that, we are all trusting on the word of God that he's going to come back and get us. And with, uh, with that kind of love, I keep on um, going back to, he says, if you should ask anything in my name, I would do it if you love me. Keep my commandments. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode. Amen. Hello? This is just a drop the mic moment. Wow. Y'all, y'all have a full phone line going on. The phone lines are all tied up. It's just so much, um, so much meat, so much power in this conversation. And one thing that continually sticks out at me is, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And that's very, that's a contrast, oftentimes in this society. If we just look in the natural, how people define love. And then we take that natural oftentimes and we bring that into the church. 
And so the excuses we make in the natural are the excuses we make in the spirit. And, you know, we can talk and, and we can reason away everything. But as you said, one of the things when we're looking at the difference between that connection and commitment, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Exactly. I think you said it I think you said earlier, Elder, how you can sometimes tell a difference in people by how easy it is for them to go in and do certain things. That's right. Amen. Amen. When I'm, you know, a while back in my life, it, it's been a while, but, you know, I can remember the times when I was out in the world and I used to go out and gamble and do all manner of things, and it was one particular um evening when I was out with the fellows and I was gambling and partying and the Lord spoke to my spirit right in the midst of um, having what I thought was fun and he spoke to my spirit and he said do you want this life or do you want your family and I had to make a decision um, whether I was going to stay out and try to straddle the fence and be connected to my friends and connected to my family and halfway connected to the church. You know, all of those different connections made me weak because they were not really a source of my strength if they were if there were so many strands. You know what I'm saying? I mean if you got if you have so many different strands pulling from you then, you know, you can't be strong as an individual. You know, all your strength all your strength is being separated and pulled from you. So God spoke to my spirit and asked me that question. And I made it in my mind, it didn't happen right away, but I made it in my mind that I would prefer me having my family and trusting in God to take care of us rather than having one foot in uh, my family and one foot in the world, and so with that, with that uh, commitment to God, it severed a lot of my connections. So some of the subsequently, some of the friends that I had uh, didn't want to be bothered with me anymore because I told them, no, I, I'm not partying tonight. You know, I'm not spending my paycheck with you. I'm not trying to gamble my my money away. I, I'm doing something different. And I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of what I thought were my so-called friends, but when they didn't have access to the things that I had, they began to drop off. And that's when I really recognized the difference between commitment and connection. I was connected with them by a common thing, and most of it was my paycheck. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, so what would be your – I'm sorry, go ahead. I just want to say this this thing here. Um, total commitment to God means that Jesus is our sole authority, our guiding light, and our um, – he, he's our compass. And being committed to Christ means being fruitful. It means being a servant. You know, it means um, continuing to, to, to pray and ask God to strengthen you in every aspect. And even in Philippians, one twenty one says, "For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain." So, if I'm if I'm committed to Christ, then if I die in Him, you know that I'm, I'm gaining, I'm gaining yeah. eternal life. 
Amen. Yes. Amen. And I just want to just interject this before um, we turn it over to Alicia. Um, when we think about connection, um, I also think about women that have babies. There are a lot of women that have a, have babies, but they are not mothers. Um, they are connected by birth to the children, but they are not mothers. And in return, there are women that maybe never had a child, but they can take that same child and become the mother because of the commitment. They wholeheartedly give their lives to their children versus the woman that had the child and do not treat the child correct or don't love the child. She's only connected because of the fact that when the baby came out of her womb, the baby was connected to her. But once they severed that cord, whatever that thing is inside of her dissipated. It stopped. And then there's another woman that can come and can be wholeheartedly committed to that baby. And that's how we should be able to be uh, with God when that baby comes out. Even though the cord is disconnected, a real mother loves that child that much more because of the fact that they are connected. And that's what Peter did. Once he understood the birth effect, he became wholeheartedly, gave everything to God, uh, to Jesus Christ, even to the point that he wanted to die similar to the way that Jesus died. You know, I, I make I make a stone for this statement that I'm about to make. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, no. Peter but, behaved all night. But, but listen, here's an example of connection and commitment. Oh, connection is that's my baby's mama. Uh-oh. Commitment is that's my wife. That's it. Uh-oh. Connection is oh. that's, that's, my that's my baby's daddy. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Commitment is that's my husband. Amen. Come by here, Lord. Um <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone right there. I, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> um, if anybody want to press one and chime in or ask a question, that's fine by me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that right there because that, that's a meat to digest and, 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 and uh, meditate on that one. So I'm going to leave that alone right there. But what I am going to ask, um, we know what the Bible says about a double-minded man. So if anyone tonight has heard this, and they're questioning, am I really committed to God? You know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but, but this power that you talked about, this, this defining line between just being connected and being committed, I'm not sure. What advice would you give them? Well, if I'm not sure, see, the Bible tells us that we can know that we have eternal life. And it, it's not all, it, it's not, uh, I think, I, I think, I hope, you know, if you pray to God, the word of God tells us that he will in no wise cast us out. So if we give our lives to God through Jesus Christ, he said he would take you in. He said if you believe that God, that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. That's committing yourself to him. And not only just saying those words, but believing them with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your spirit. And 
we believe that in our heart, um, the Holy Spirit, as I mentioned earlier, the Holy Spirit takes up residence. That's when you know that that's the true commitment. When God gives you his spirit, then you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's, it's not hoping and wishing and, and I think, you know, um, you know, oftentimes, sometimes, well, oftentimes I ask the question uh, about uh, if a person is saved or not. And, you know, they say, well, are, are you, you know, going to be with Jesus when you die? Well, I hope so. Well, then you really don't know. You right. haven't committed yourself because that means you, you don't even know. You're just hoping that you were good enough. But if you're hoping you're good enough, that's the wrong answer anyway because none of us are good enough. It's what he did for us. Yes. On Calvary, that's what, what he did for us. That that cleanses it. So if you have doubt in your mind, just go back to Jesus and say, Lord, I need to be sure. So I want you to come into my life. I'm giving myself to you. And the word tells us he will in no wise cast us out. We that come to him. And don't go doubting because a double-minded man, as you said, is unstable in all his ways. So if you give your life to him and continue to walk upright in him, not saying that you're not going to make any mistakes, but he is the one who picks you up when you do because that's commitment. And that's where you have to be just like Abraham. You have to trust his word. And that's why God um, gave him um, life because of the fact that he trusted the words that he staggered not at the promise of God. He believed the word of God, and that's what you have to you have to believe in the word of God. And when you believe in that, it was it was imputed unto him in righteousness. God ascribed that to him. God gave that to him so that he could walk that walk. So if you trust the word of God, believe God. God will help you in all those areas. All right. Now, I do want to tell listeners that uh, for a continuation of this conversation, uh, Apostle David Petaway did preach an amazing message on Sunday on this exact topic. Um, so if you visit parkplacebaptistchurch.org, um, that has the links also to our Facebook page, Park Place Baptist Church Hampton. You'll be able to click on that link. And, and listen to that message as well. Um, you know, a few moments after this broadcast, we'll also upload this show um, so you can listen and replay this again and share it. Uh, what I wanted to do is just give you a few moments to tell us of any developments or, or further ways we can also stay connected. Amen. Can you say that again? We didn't quite hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, are there any last words or, or further ways that we can connect to you, any events or things that are going on that you wanted to mention? Well, one of the things we are having ready to present, and it's a, a very important program, we are at the Scott Center um, for the rest of the Thursdays of this month um, in October. Um, the last one will be the fourth Thursday in October, and the Walter Scott Center is in Newport News, Virginia, and the program is called Ready to Present. It will help you tremendously with your self-image, social skills, and our basic interviews. And if you come out this thir- um, next Thursday, they will have the workforce coming in to talk to you. And this Thursday, we will be talking about self-image and um, social skills. And it is free. And light lunch is provided. So please come out to the Scott Center in Newport News, Virginia. 
Amen. And if you're in the area in Hampton, Park Place Baptist Church, 711 Spruce Street in Hampton, Virginia, 23661. And Bible study is on Wednesday at 6 p.m. And church service is 11.30 on Sunday mornings. And that's after Sunday school, which is 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. And if you want Amen. to follow us, parkplacebaptistchurch.org. <laughs> Amen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this Amen. is your host, Lisa. <laughs> he, he got it. This is yes. your host, Alicia Brown, the Joy Guru, and reminding you that it's never too late to edit your life. Uh, so I also invite you to follow me at thejoyguru.net. And, of course, we always want to thank Apostle and Elder Pendleway for joining us this evening, giving us such words of, of enlightenment and revelation. And we would ask if you would just fill this experience with prayer. Father God in heaven, we just thank you for this opportunity tonight, and we pray for each person that hear this word and will hear this word, Father God, and we pray transformation in their lives and steadfastness. In the blessed name of Jesus, Father, we pray salvation and deliverance to their soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. tuning in to another edition of the Sunday Soul Service, brought to you by me, Dr. Renee Sunday, the platform builder. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an uplifting power pack hour designed to help you believe, trust, and walk it out. And always remember, I love you, but God loves you best.